Bandwidth for the Weird Things podcast provided by Wired Tree. For sites of any size and world-class customer service, head on over to wiredtree.com. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things podcast. I'm Intermean, joined by Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hello. Mr. Justin Robert Young. Well, hello, sir. Gentlemen, what you imagine? Your cops. Okay. Okay. Not just any cops, your Scottish cops. Oh, nice. Scott cops. That's the other one. Is that? Oh, is that's that Irish. Oh, yeah. Crap. No, yeah. You like, like, it's more, it's Scottish. Huh? We're Scottish he, cops. There are Irish people in Scotland. Okay. So I'm sure so, there are. So who's, but, but they're not, so they would, they'd be described as Irish Scottish cops. Uh, <laughs> you know, now or we're just Scottish Irish. cops. We're, we're pure Scottish cops, laddie. Uh, right. I like to solve you're, the crimes. <laughs> so uh, you're, you're, rook, you're rookies. Okay. Okay. Uh, I can't wait cops. to have a career solving crimes. Trying to figure Do you want me out. to fill with more improv? I can, I can, I can <laughs> yes, keep building please, this character. Please. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. you're maybe, in your like, car. Okay. maybe there's like uh, a tactical kilt. I, I, I just got out of, I, I got out of the academy. <laughs> I'm ready to solve crimes now, laddie. So you're you're both in your car, yeah. right? Yeah. You're driving along, Woo. okay. And uh, you look out the window. It's nighttime, yeah. right? Well, we're we're just engaging in normal Scottish banter, like mm-hmm. like like. Uh, do you think we should secede from the UK? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, and then all, what do we see? You look in like your rearview mirror, all right. and you see up in the sky uh-huh. a light, a light, <gasps> a light, a light. Like it. All right, it's so in the sky, light. a light in the sky. You're like, this looks like a drone. I think right? it's a drone. Oh, they're they're droning us. They're droning us. <laughs> I mean, who, they're droning us. The one is it someone? What, what do you what do you mean they're droning us? <laughs> don't like, don't. like what are you, what are you, we're just Scott cops, right? You, uh, we're just trying to figure it out we, now. Well, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you keep you keep going. I'm gonna right? keep driving. <laughs> Still there. Uh, so it's droning us. It's droning us. Well, uh, all right now. I mean. If it was a drone, okay, it probably would have had to land a move and a recharge. Mm. Well, it's got a long battery, so you keep going. You pull into a shopping center, uh-huh. you get out of your car, and you look. It's still there. And we just see it as a light. Yeah. And and so we can't really... T- Do we know what color the light is? It's probably like a little white light. Is like it, a white light. Is it? Is it... Does it seem far away? Does it seem more like a star, or does it? Or can is there enough it parallax? Like it, look, it looks like it's up in the sky. You know, it's a distance away. Um, uh, now I'm, I'm I'm a master. I'm a master. Uh, you know, I'm a master of my star charts. Of course, that shouldn't be there. Uh, this is, we're already building out 
just a great <laughs> buddy cop thing as uh, 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 I just want to solve crime. Scott Cop is with his partner who is consulting his star chart right. as uh, we see a <laughs> mysterious. No, it's in the back seat. Let me go get it. And he lays it across the hood. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's like, nope, it shouldn't be there. It's right. like, well, thank you. The mysterious thing floating in front of us shouldn't be there. Cool. <laughs> if you use your flashlight, we can make this glow in the dark. <laughs> All right. So uh, I have uh, one on my ceiling and I keep inviting you over to see it. <laughs> is there anybody else in this area? This is you said uh, we were in a shopping center parking lot. It's it's late. It's nobody else around. OK, so nobody is nobody's called us about it. We, we just saw it while we were driving. Yeah. All I right. mean, at this point, you know, what do you do? Do you call in for help? What do you do? Well, I'm definitely taking pictures and video of it. Just okay. so people know what 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 we're what we're up to, and, and I'm off camera going, "Whoa, look at that! Whoa, do you see that? That's not supposed to be there. I know my star charts." <laughs> um, yeah, and then I guess I'm definitely calling it in, and I'm I'm asking whether or not there's any kind of, you know, activity that the police department was was notified about before tonight. Yeah, they're like, no, no, no. Let's. Uh, you, you're, you're seeing this, and you're you're pretty sure about it. And then, I mean, in that case, then then uh, cops in Scotland have guns, right? Yes. <laughs> in this case, yes. And then I don't know, man. I think you just want to aim at I God. You just want to. I'm not saying Highlander, I'm not Highlander saying, swords. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm gonna shoot it. I'm saying I might have to fire a warning shot so it knows <laughs> that that I can shoot it. Right. So all right, I I I, I, I mm. remove my service weapon and I fire a standard issue uh, maritime warning shot uh, across its starboard bow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu, okay, Pikachu. That's what that's what their guns sound like too. Now your supervisor pulls up. Yeah. Says, "What are you doing?" Uh, firing a standard issue maritime <laughs> warning shot across its starboard bow. It's all standard, sir. Yeah. He's like, you know, you know, we're not in the navy, right? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, sure, but uh, uh, it is a ship. Ancient, never seen master and commander. <laughs> like, I just took a lot of uh, uh, life lessons from there, including the idea that I will warn this unidentified craft before I shoot it down. I'm sorry that I've got empathy and love in my life. So uh, your commander's like, uh, uh, is that a Star Trek there? A what? A star chart? Star chart. Yeah. Oh, it no, don't worry. We've yeah, also it, previously ruled out that this is a star. Mm -hmm. We've consulted the star chart. If you have a flashlight, like, I can I, show you even if it's dark. Is like, hold on, let me, let me, can I flip this over? This yeah. is the planet chart. Uh, crap. Wrong chart. Damn That's it. That's Jupiter. You just shot at Jupiter. Uh. Now I got to write up shooting at Jupiter, which is a thing. That I have to write up my my cops for. But not now. Hold on, Jupiter. We can't. We can't. We, Jupiter ain't in a Scottish parking lot. Jupiter's fine. I'm not. Yeah. Wait. Hold on. So it was just Jupiter was that bright that the cops got called about it. Well, it was a This was sent to us sent to us by Stephen Greenhill, and somebody put the clue right there. The Jovian, Jovian. Uh, and what it was is a rookie Glasgow police officer. She called for help from her fellow officers after being pursued for miles through the city by a drone, or so she thought. Only <laughs> they realized that this was, in fact, Jupiter. Ah. Uh, so and she uh, apparently in, tried to in, in shake this... free of it, you know, doing some, uh, you know, 
dramatic driving, quick turns, whatnot. And uh, so uh, that's I mean, <laughs> she, this poor she lady, was found, this poor lady. She was, she was found standing in the police yard with her hood up, trying to hide from the drone. Uh, well, so they bl they drones blink and have like if you've ever seen one, right? They have like a front and a back with like separate different like different colored lights, and they blink. I look also. I don't know this lady. I I wish her all the happiness in the world, but sometimes. Uh, uh, the universe tells you that you shouldn't have the job that you currently have, and if you're, <laughs> if, you, if if this is happening within your first year on the gig, that you are find yourself huddling uh, uh, for fear of being pursued by Jupiter, then ah, maybe I mean here. I, we comedically did that entire thing <laughs> where it ended with me firing my gun into the air. Uh, that's probably a better prospective police officer than the lady who thinks that Jupiter is chasing her. There's this, uh, uh, at the end, this is from the daily record here, they have uh, Tom Wood, a retired deputy chief constable of the former Lothian and Borders Police, said the story might have of a similar incident years ago. He said, a young officer discovered an old vase wrapped in a rag and reported as being a Ming Dynasty vase, which is worth thousands. It wasn't, of course, but from that day forward, he was known as Ming. This young lady will probably find herself with a nickname for the rest of her career. The story will be told in years to come. The real test is how she handles it. I, I mean, number one, uh, quit. You don't deserve it, lady. You want to know what? Every once in a while, we all got to hit the reset button in life. Uh, you don't deserve to 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 be live this existence. Don't be don't ming yourself and and uh, yeah. uh, you know that's 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 ridiculous. She's yeah, I mean she's going to be tortured relentlessly. I mean mm -hmm. these are cops like and 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 they, and it made international news. <laughs> yeah, like like it's it's like like who would you among like like notorious kind of like ball busting. It's what like union workers, cops, and, and, you know, the, uh, uh, after a few rails at, uh, you know, some finance, uh, uh, meeting or something like that. Like that's a lot of that. That is, that is a lot of uh chest thumping. So I will, and I will remind you all of this story. One evening in 1960 years, this person was preparing to give a speech at a Lions Club meeting at about 7.15 p.m. Eastern. One of the guests called his attention to a strange object that was visible about 30 degrees above the horizon. This person described the object as being bright white and as being about as bright as the moon. It's said to have closed in on where he was standing, but have stopped beyond a stand of pine trees. The object then is said to change color, first blue, then red, then back to white before receding in the distance. He felt that this was self-illuminated and not solid in nature, and he filed a report, a UFO report about it. And uh, the quote, there were about 20 of us standing outside a little restaurant, I believe a high school lunchroom, and a kind of green light appeared in the western sky. This was right after sundown. It got brighter and brighter and eventually disappeared. It didn't have any solid substance. It was a very peculiar light. None of us could understand what it was. Um, and they went on to repeat the story years later and describe this, saying that it was very mysterious. And so he went on to report this. Who was this? I mean, is it like the sun? <laughs> like no, who made this report? It, oh. did, did you say what year it was? This was in 1973. 1969. 1969. 1969. Okay. Oh, jeez. Charles Manson. Close. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Was it was it a politician? Yes. 
Oh, okay. Is it Joe Biden? Is it Joe Biden? No. Oh, okay. No. But I'm sure he's told that story. <laughs> Jupiter was a bad dude. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Come, come on, down come down on man. Come on, man. Uh, who? A politician? Was it Bernie? Did Bernie? No. No. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Jimmy Carter. Yeah, it's Jimmy Carter. Hey! Jimmy Carter's. Yeah. Really? The Jimmy Carter UFO incident. You can look it up on YouTube. That was a thing that made it into UFO lore. I mean, yeah. you know, I, 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 I said this when uh, I remember people were making fun of uh, Ben Carson. Because Ben Carson went on his whole thing about how the pyramids were not used to store pharaohs, but rather were there for grain. And it's like, yeah, there are a few things. UFOs are one of them. The pyramids are another that I guarantee you, if you asked 100 people and they were all honest with you, the diversity of opinions on those two subjects alone would shock you <laughs> like, like if mm -hmm. you think that there is homogenous opinion on the existence of ufos and what happened with the pyramids you would be shocked at the colorful things that that people believe about those two issues specifically mm -hmm. and it's yeah it, you know when you do it's easy to go do ask people on the street out stuff and you're going to get enough kind of crazy responses and then you can even ask, I used to do this when I used to talk about critical thinking in schools. I'd sit in a room full of like all the heads of departments. And I, I used to bring up this example till I stopped because I realized I was embarrassing people. I'm like, I'm like, oh, like 70% of college graduates from Ivy League, you know, some number like that, don't even know what causes the seasons. Yeah. And then I get crickets. And I get this look from teachers that like, don't call on me because I don't think I can answer that question. Uh, <laughs> it's, bec it's because the Earth's sh orbit around the sun is 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 an ellipsis is an ellipsis no three, right. it's three that dots because jupiter right. is scaring because the earth, earth and the earth reacts to it in various yeah. different That's ways right. the earth moves about 400 okay. to about 1000 feet further and farther away from the sun and that's that's enough is that your final answer bryce <laughs> of course not no it's okay <laughs> it's like, it's like, people say that though they're like right. oh like like okay so why is it summer in australia you know when it's winter here and then it's like Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, oh. Yeah. Earth I mean, has a wobble, folks. Those, you know, Earth's got that slight rotationary angle on it, so it's not, doesn't spin perfectly on it mm -hmm. relative to the sun. Yeah, relative to the sun. Axis. Anyhow, um, yes, Earth tilt, easiest way to put it. Um, and, that's, and, that's an, and that's not a like, oh, you dumbs, you don't get it. It's a very, because if you look at all the examples we generally see of the Earth orbiting the sun, we see the Earth with this orbit, the spin that's perpendicular to the sun and yeah. all this. And if you if that's the model in your head, like, yeah, how would you deconstruct to figure out what's going on? So yeah. um, I am there's a very, very it was a very interesting YouTube video, which a thing that I think is really uh, let me pull up the channel here. Um, he does really uh, Veritasium. This guy does pretty good uh, explainer videos, really good, exceptional entertaining uh, explainer videos. And he did a thing a while ago, which was on a wind cart. Wind carts are basically, they have, uh, that's uh, Derek Mueller, 
A wind cart is basically, it's like a cart with a propeller and the propeller is connected to a chain that drives the wheels. You can put a wind cart, and he did a video, so it showed this wind cart and showed how, you know, out there on the salt flats, the wind cart moved faster than the wind. Okay? Huh. And, and, it's, and it's a counterintuitive thing because you see this propeller spinning kind of, you know, slowly around and this thing's going faster than the wind. And you're like, well, how is this possible? Well, he had some people were like, no, this is ridiculous. He even had a physics professor who I believe is at uh, UCLA, uh, you know, active professor, physics professor, who said, no, you're wrong. This was just the wind was just faster up there or whatever. This is impossible. I'll show you the math to do this. And then they had an exchange back and forth. And finally, they put together a $10,000 bet. Hmm. And to basically be the judges of this, they had Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bill Nye, the science guy, and Sean Carroll. Okay, so they brought them in to sort of do this. And they made their cases sort of back and forth to sort of see what's going on, what's wrong. And uh, it, it was interesting because this the professor makes a very cogent. No, this is why this is, you know, this is why this isn't working. And this is because it's going on here, whatever. So Mueller went through and had to sort of put together a series of experiments to show, break down the physics. And one of the things that's really cool, Bryce, you'll see an example he uses a two by four further on in the video. The thing that got people tripped up, and I think the thing that tripped up the professor is the fact that that wind energy that's, at, that's pushing that propeller is going to a chain, which is driving the wheels, okay? So basically, it's like, you know, here's an example using a lever. It's like a lever. You're basically doing that to basically turning that power into getting you faster speed as far as moving to the wheels. And it's, you can, it's one of those, you, the smarter you are, sometimes you can just trip yourself up there like, oh no, because of this, because of that. So by using examples of levers, and then he has an example using actually a, a physical board and some wheels, he shows how a little bit, and that energy gets transferred to spin these wheels at a faster rate. And it's a neat thing when you see this, if you see this, you know, his example in motion, which I think is a little bit further ahead. Uh, and then you know, finally, the professor conceded uh, and said, oh, I guess I was wrong. And, you know, the $10,000 was given up. But I think it's going to some, you know, science charity or something like this. Um, you'll see the in the video, you see him like standing in his living room holding the, the this big two by four, a little wheeled sort of cart like thing. So there we go. So watch this. He has this thing that's this big wheel sitting on top of two smaller wheels. He puts this big two by four onto it, and he's going to start pushing this thing. And now watch what happens as he pushes this thing. The top wheel spins backwards, but the it powers the smaller wheels, which make it shoot further ahead. Oh. It's very counterintuitive. Oh. It's a very, very counterintuitive sort of example. So... Uh, if you go to Veritasium, the, this video is called A Physics Professor Beat Me $10,000, I'm Wrong. I am pretty sure that physics professor is a smarter person than me. Okay, <laughs> I am very sure this person's a very smart person. And it's a good example to see how very intelligent people can get into sort of a framework or something like this and get locked into it. And the scary thing about this is this is physics. This is mathematical, provable stuff with the right model. There's no ambiguity. Once you know what you're yeah. what you're reconstructing, it's very easy to see this. When we start talking about things in biology, when we start talking about health, and we start talking about viruses and stuff, where there is far more fuzziness. Yeah. That's when you that's when I get really anxious when people start saying, No, this is a fact. We know this, or this, or this, or that. It's like you can't even get 
you know, look at look at mathematicians in the money hall problem. You know, we talked about before, like people who are smarter than me can get argue and tripped up over things that are kind of basic. So when it comes to things that are fuzzy, I just I'm like, well, you know, maybe <laughs> it's it's just always good to go in with an open mind. And and yeah. uh, to be to be and honest, uh, a su salute to the guy who lost ten thousand dollars and 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 said yeah. he was wrong like that. Like I, I feel like we we you know, and, and we can get into kind of internet culture reasons why I think it, it is sometimes exacerbated. But like, uh, we we it seems like sometimes we live in a world where the goal is to never be wrong. And I would I would like to normalize people just being loud wrong just just you know if, if you are just go own up to it and move on it's not the end of the world and and uh, uh this is not a thing that is just you know it's 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 nowhere near as simple as smart equals never wrong dumb equals always wrong you know uh there's yeah. a million different ways that you can look at that yeah being able to say hey i learned this or i learned this now i that I, those are the people i like to read those are the people those are the scientists and researchers I like to follow are people like well i thought this and then i saw this thing and now i think like this because i know oh they're going to be the most open and they're gonna have the most interesting insights yeah uh here's an interesting insight going to patreon.com slash weird things patreon.com slash weird things is where you can continue to fund this show by giving us your money you also get an RSS feed where you get the After Things podcast before anybody else. That's where we talk about our own entrepreneurial pursuits. Give you the inside sauce as to how you can continue to do your own projects, either for fun or profit or both. Thank you to everybody who already supports us. And if you don't, well, maybe consider it. Patreon.com slash weird things. Yeah. And... Thank you to Stephen Greenhill and the others that send us stories. We appreciate that. And also for after things, we love, love, love uh, stories after things. We love it when people send us questions because otherwise we'll talk about ourselves, which we love. <laughs> love that. But too. We love to. Yeah, we love, love that. So uh, got another law enforcement public service story here. Okay. okay. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know where to go with this other than, um, <laughs> says the guy who selects like the story eating you up. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> imagine, yeah. imagine you break into a place, like you crawl through a window or something. And it's a little too high up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now we're, young, we so, so we're you're, the you're criminals now. All right. We're the criminals now. Yeah. But you're like, you're not, you're a kid. You're young. You're like, you're just, you don't know what you're doing. All right. So we're the innocent. We're, 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 we're lil criminals. L I L criminals. <laughs> yeah. And scamps. Uh, you're little scamps. Oh, we're little Scramp. scamps. And, and, you know, I've got a, 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 a a hobo bindle for some reason, and and uh, uh, Bryce is in a uh, uh, his Sunday best, but it's it's got dirt on it. Yeah, I've like got a adorably. I've got a band aid right here he's on my nose. Got a band aid over his nose, like he's yeah. a 1990s baseball player. And <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, we, we, we so we broke into a window, and we're, we're so a it's too high. high up. How high up are we talking? Like, oh, we're like about five feet, ten feet. 20 feet more too too high for you to crawl back out okay Ew. now you break in you don't break in like crawl through a window and like you're just curious maybe you're looking for some you know fruit roll-ups or something like this 
and then owners come home and find you there. Oh, right? oh, so, oh, so we're breaking oh. into a uh, to a house. Okay. Yeah, you're in a house. Yeah. Okay. So we've broken owners into a house. We now we can't but get we're out. Too high up to get out. That's why. That's right. I thought it would be like a like a store or something or like something where you had. Like a warehouse, like a where exactly. you would where you would find uh, high ceilings, high ceilings, and and I don't know candy because we're little scamps and that's we'd right. want to, we'd want something in there, yeah. so that's why we broke in. But no, this is a house, so, so yeah. So anyhow, authorities are called. So we're caught red-handed. You know, caught red-handed. It's just one, just one of you. It's you, Justin. Let's okay, say just uh, you. And I, so I'm just like like. Like, hey, lay off me, Mister! Like, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I got my hands on my hips. But and... you're like an adorable kid. You're an adorable kid, though. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm oh, like, sure. like, like, meh, like, 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 uh, boy, like. And then they pull out a camera. Then they pull out a camera. Oh. And they were like, oh, we're gonna take, we're oh, gonna take the photo. Oh look, look at this. What's your reaction? It's that. Oh, oh. Uh, this is this is uh, like some. I got my camera up. I'm about to take the photo of the delightful little scamp that crawled into the window. What do you do? I turn my head. I don't want to be. Uh, it's kind of hard to turn your head. Kind of hard to turn your head because because they, they got their hands on your shoulders I... and whatnot. Uh, try to kick the camera. Ha! Oh, there you go. Kick. No, you're too far away. Too far away. Uh, oh. I uh, lose uh, lose your weight. Lose your weight. Just, just collapse. Just collapse. I collapse into a pile on the floor. With your my... hands are free. Your hands are free, though. Your hands are free. Though. Oh, so what do you oh. Do? oh, I cover my face. Cover your face. I think that's a great idea. Let's go look this up. Embarrassed raccoon covers his. Look up embarrassed <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> I don't know how to get it because it's the picture's all what it's all about. Oh, the look at him. All... Oh, wait. Oh, we've got him here on, from the Huffington. Oh, look at him. <laughs> no, oh, the shame. Oh, the shame. Oh. <laughs> there are days and there are days. That's what that one says. Oh, poor and, little buddy. Uh, I mean, and obviously that's, that's you know, uh, uh, some uh, split second photo thing or, you know, it, but there are just these like moments where animals think they're people. Or we forget that we're animals. Yeah, fair point. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, did I, and that's Dalton, Georgia, which is actually not too far from where my brother and his family lives. I told you the story about my dad's pet raccoon. I have heard it privately, but I don't know if we've told it uh, <laughs> so, here on the on, on on the Weird Things podcast. My my dad, my dad is a lover of all animals. My dad, growing up, I mean, he was also <laughs> he loved to keep them pets, loved to eat them, all of that. He had a pet bat. You know, we, we, when I was a baby, we had like a pet bobcat because he found it in the woods. And it's like, oh, this is a cat, you know, needs a home. And uh, my mom was never very happy about that bobcat. And the day it ran away, she was very happy. So my dad had a pet skunk. Uh, uh-huh. My dad had, uh, you know, snakes, everything. But my dad had a pet raccoon when he was in college. And this raccoon, uh, raccoons are wild animals. They, they can they can be they can tolerate people they can like to be pet they can be around but they're kind of wild animals and that raccoon he took it with him to college and then he was taking it home you know he was going to, to taking it back home and they were at a friend's house and they put the raccoon in a garage and he went into the garage and he saw the raccoon had tore open part of the garage and escaped oh geez and and, and you know I'm like oh dad that's a sad story goes, oh no I, I I found him I go what do you mean you found him well, I called the police. Oh, what, you, you called the police 
As your pet? For your lost raccoon. raccoon. He goes, yeah, I called the police about my lost raccoon. And what did they say? They said, oh, he's here at the police station eating ice cream. <laughs> my dad my dad goes to the police station. There's the raccoon sitting at a desk. It's eating ice cream like a lost little boy. And apparently the raccoon, you know, was going for a walk. And then it was sitting by the side of the road. And this police cruiser had pulled up. And the raccoon's used to people. And he's like, hi, people. And the police officer opened up his car to get out, and the raccoon ran in, hopped inside, and sat in the passenger seat. And he's like, I bet this is somebody's pet. They took it to the police station, and then my dad got his raccoon back. And then, you know, that was one of the many stories. Eventually, this fraternity brother's like, this raccoon can't live here because it would tear stuff apart. So they had a zoo. They had the, the college had its university had its own zoo. So he put the raccoon, would go live with the other raccoons in the zoo. And my dad says, yeah, I'd go visit him, and he would come up to the fence, and I'd put my finger through it, and he used to hold on to my finger. Oh. Yeah. That's too and, precious. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so my family calls me Andy, and I always ask, like, like who, who is Andy? Like, who is Andy? Like, there's no Andrew, there's no Andy, there's no Andy. And then my dad was telling the story one day, and I go, you know, what was Raccoon's name? He goes, oh, Randy. I'm like, you realize why you've named me. Yeah, you what know you what you've done. <laughs> yeah, I'm named. My I, my name was inspired by a raccoon. Dad. Yeah, I was. In, and, so. and, and, and for the record, like nobody in Andrew's life calls him Andy except for his family, and his family yeah. has, has has not has not picked up that the rest of the planet <laughs> all refers to him as Andrew. Like it is Andy. It was Andy then, now, and forever. Yeah. But wow. then when I found out that it was a raccoon, it made me more adamant of being Andrew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stoic squirrel in our chat says, The raccoon, Andy. Randy is yep. raccoon Andy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I, I, yeah. So oh. there you go. I, because I was for years, like my brother's James named for my father. Everybody else, their names were somewhere else. I'm like, who, who was I named for? And I'm like, oh, your dad liked the name. I'm like, why did you like the name? Mm. Oh, I'm named after raccoon a Andrew. Yeah. Raccoon Andrew. Andrew. I see a we little. Named the raccoon Andrew. I see a little bit of a. Is this is just a little yeah. bit of a. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit. I'm the adorable. Right, yeah, there. Oh, there we go with the hand up. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> uh, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, this sad passing. Uh, William F. Nolan passed away, and he is the co-author of Logan's Run. And I mm. just watched this movie last week because, like, 70s science, nobody's got anything on 70s science fiction movies. Is you have, you know, Star Wars, Logan's Run, Soylent Green, all this dystopian, all this other sort of stuff. And it's sort of late 60s. It's 1968. You had Planet of the Apes in 2001. But um, so he has passed. But Logan's Run was a very interesting story. And the novel was different than the book. And the novel, the, the premise is that in the movie was it when it's like this sort of kind of utopian society. But when you turn 30, you basically do this thing called carousel where you basically float up into the sky and get zapped. And in theory, you're going to be reincarnated as somebody else, which actually doesn't happen in the book. It happens at 21. And this was sort of this kind of youth culture sort of what happened. The fear of population growth and whatever is what spawned a lot of these you know stories like uh, Soylent Green was placed on Harry Harrison's book, Make Room, Make Room, etc. But just a passing of a guy who I think is uh, was a very interesting writer who wrote a very, very wrote some very influential science fiction. He wrote some other stuff. 
And I would recommend if you get a chance to actually read the books, they're very, uh, they're just a, a really neat kind of snapshot of kind of like, you know, outlook of the world at that time. And that book, they went on to write more. There's Logan's Run, Logan's Rolled, Logan's Search. There was a TV series that he actually had a little bit of influence on initially. And then he was able, he was actually contributed in some other stuff, some different television content too. So he's a very, very, very creative person who worked on a lot of different stuff. He wrote uh, some of the stuff for the Trilogy of Terror, I think one and two, which if you ever see that, which was a really cool uh, collection of like horror things, including stuff by Richard Matheson. Mm. And then he did, uh, there was a thing, yeah, Bridge Across Trime. I don't know if you ever saw this, but it was based on, they took the, uh, the London Bridge got moved to Lake Havasu City in Arizona. And so they did this. They, there was a story about what happened if, like, if, you know, the, the spirit of the Jack the Ripper came with it. Ah. Uh, yeah. So, anyhow. Uh, um, that's interesting. And so, so did yeah. he, w- would you say that his legacy is, is more on the TV and movie side or more on the, the uh, literary fiction side or, or both? I, well, Logan's run is its influence on science fiction and the concepts there of the idea of, and there were ideas that have been used before, but never, I think put together and popularized like that. Like, you know, it, when you're, when you've done something that becomes a Simpsons gag, when you've done something that can become, you know, makes it way all the way to there. And I don't know if either of you have ever seen the movie in its entirety, but I'm sure you probably saw at some point on TV, some part of it playing or some aspect of it. And it, it just, you look at the was it the Michael Bay film The Island? You know, there's a lot of yeah. stuff that's just become that genre of oh, we can have a great society, but here's the price we have to pay. I think really came from Logan's Run, and first the novel, then the movie. I guess when you say so. it like that, that that really is even uh, uh, probably a precursor for like the Purge movies, but like the, mm-hmm. the the idea of of like utopia with a horrifying caveat. <laughs> Although I guess the yeah, movie's you, ideas are like they put that on Front Street. The caveat is the movie, as opposed to the the discovery that this is a thing. Yeah, and that was the because I think that was that was like a that was a Star Trek like a Star Trek episode was yeah. that and and I don't know I don't know and I think that was an idea that's been in you know science fiction prior to Logan's Run, but it certainly as far as like a, a popularizer of that and uh, but. Yeah, that he wrote that novel in 1967. I don't know if that may have been influenced by some of the story, but yeah, it is that, you know, again, it's a big tribute to that genre. Well, RIP, so. sir. RIP. Always like to, uh, uh, you know, pay tribute to the legend. So if people are looking for stuff to consume over the next couple of weeks, then keep an eye out for the work of Mr. William Nolan. Gentlemen, want to do picks? Indeed. Hmm. Uh, I finished uh, Loki. Ah, yeah. I finished Loki. How did you? How did, did you? you feel but did you really finish Loki? Uh, well, you know that that that, that finale a little bit uh, uh more on the side of uh, welcome for welcome to season two than than uh, uh the resolution that we kind of got with Wandavision. I felt that Wandavision it, to stack them side by side is a little bit more of a complete series in that it it resolved all of its main things and and kind of gave you explanations and and let you cash out a lot of the emotional tension that was built up where this one uh left you with a lot of questions by the end of it um 
but uh, by and large, I will say that my uh, my my I'm I'm enjoying Marvel television, except for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, <laughs> I, I I I very much liked Loki. I like when all the last thing I'll say in comparison to to uh, uh, WandaVision is that man. It was really great in WandaVision where everything didn't wasn't like contractually mandated to have a kung fu fight for 10 minutes in the middle of of every single episode. It was cool that they could just do stuff and there was tension and there was moments of conflict, but it didn't involve punching and kicking and shooting lasers. Um like I think that that those shows don't need it and I think it's better without it. There's ways that you can even do physical conflict that isn't the same kind of, uh, you know, like uh, matrixy sort of uh, uh, action. That being said, I thought it was inventive. I, I, I liked the cast. I thought it was cool. And uh, I, I, I like that stuff that Marvel is doing, um, you know, especially in comparison to, you know, like Black Widow and stuff like that, which I thought was fine. Ultimately, a lot of stuff that we've kind of seen done better by Marvel in other movies, whereas like Loki is like, oh, cool, this is like, you know, this this uh uh weird Doctor Who Rick and Morty you know kind of thing in in the Marvel universe where I think that they do still have a lot of room to grow. I I will say I I, I, uh jumping off of a a criticism I think uh you you gave to Loki a few weeks ago, Andrew. Um, which which I think I've come to uh, to agree with um, a little more given time is like it's it's a great show. The script is really well written. They clearly have like really strong ideas for settings and locations and set pieces, and they really want to make the most out of every everything that I just said. Uh, and so, you know, uh, we we talked. I talked about this on on the Spoiler in Time podcast last week. This isn't a spoiler, but uh, a lot of episode four and episode five are kind of, kind of, kind of filler a little bit. Uh, a lot of episode four is all of the characters of the show learning the thing that the audience learned at the end of episode three. Um, the, I mean, I, I won't even talk specifics about the finale, which is good. I think it's good and well. I think there's interesting ideas and information there, but a lot of the finale is an info dump in another cool location. But it's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of telling and a lot less showing than, uh, than you would think for something this expensive. <laughs> I, and I, I think everybody was associated with this super talented and I think that there are parts I like, but that was a thing where like spoil, like that last episode, it was how many different camera shots can we do? If somebody sits at a desk and explaining their master plan to us. Yeah. When when the answer is one, it was always just the same one, like straight on shot. Even like yeah, even well, then they do they push in and put, and it was uh-huh. I and I I forgetting the shots. Like to me, it's like how about tell his that was my problem with you know the first the the first super soldier and all it was like how about tell us his show us his story is it's like right. show us this story because we meet a character like oh I've got a great backstory. But you know what? Instead of showing you that, I'm going to give you 40 minutes of people in cafeterias having a back and forth. And it just it, it frustrated me because it was just I wanted to see that story. And and like, and I, oh, budgets and stuff like CW manages to do with less, you know, and 
And I don't care if it's just like some rinky dinky, you know, sets and stuff to do this. It just it. And I think they're I think their their mindset is, oh, no, we everything has to look cinematic quality. So if yeah. we can't do that. Then we're going to stick people in a desk in a, you know, in a blue screen environment or the vessel or whatever and do it. And I'm like, that doesn't feel like cinema to me. It, it feels like that. It feels like cheap TV. It feels like cheap TV with a ton of money thrown at post sure. versus, you know, I, I Doctor Who was great because. Well, we, we got to show this alien alien civilization. I'm like, I only have eight bucks. We got a garbage dumpster out back too. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget that. And then, boom, you create like, yes, the car, the sets are shaking. Whatever. At least they tried to show you. And here, literally to the point of having people describe, well, when this happened, and then this happened. I'm like, that sounds way more interesting than like half the conversations I've sat through that could have been hand handled quicker while other things are going on. Yeah, so. you know, uh, uh. uh the monologue part of the monologue of the main character reminded me of one of my in in science fiction books one of my favorite opening chapters ever which is pandora's star where you have a very real world example of the first time this technology that revolutionizes the universe is used right and so the main mm-hmm. you know the, the baddie in in loki is going through like, oh, well, this is what I did, and this is what happened, and then all of a sudden, this big momentous moment happened. It reminded me of that moment of Pandora Star, except in Pandora Star, they found out the coolest way you could show it, <laughs> as opposed to just having somebody at a bar say, anyway, I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and then this happened. It's like, no, they, they kind of showed it. So I, I, I do agree with you. The other thing that just bothered me about it was that it was like, like, look, I'm I'm enjoying my time here. I I I like it, but also, God, do I hate the 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 punt to the next season. Like, I I feel like maybe I'm just getting older and crankier, or I've seen enough of I've seen enough television to know that if you're punting to the next season without intru- without settling the scores of the first season, then maybe you just don't know how to end things and you're just going to keep punting down the the road and eventually just give us crappier explanations to it because we're further away from when it mattered the most to us um i will say though i i i i like that better in loki where the end note on loki is cool we're gonna do it again we're gonna be back next season with more of the story where like wandavision is i guess kind of its own story but it's still it still has all of the awkward awkward you know mcu setting up stuff that it has to work around and make sure we get these things in um where at least at least loki yeah it is setting up the next season um and but, also but also like like we don't get the we don't get any resolution on the judge lady we don't get we 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 barely get any resolution on the 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 the, the cop that that figured it out. We barely get any kind of uh, resolution on on Mobius. We don't know a lot. Of, we we know that Sylvie makes a big decision, but we don't know. I mean, I guess she's fine, right? And 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 I guess Loki is is fine, although his he he does not get a moment where he himself decides what's happening. He just kind of gets thrust into it. Um, if anything, he's just kind of making a gut call based on this 20 minute monologue. And it's like, uh, uh, which by the way, ends up in a Kung Fu fight, uh, uh, which happens every episode. So it's like, um, 
my my problem was it like I don't know. To me, yes, you're setting up for other movies with with WandaVision. But by the end of it, I felt very satisfied, especially looking back on it, on like, okay, here were the characters. We know where all the characters went. We now know all the characters' motivations. And we know that these characters are changed. Like, in, in some ways, physically changed. In some ways, mentally changed. And now they have motivations to go further. And it's like, cool. Well, that's the kind of stuff that I want to watch movies about. Hmm. Yeah, I I thought they did a really good job of like making Loki's change believable. I thought that was well done. I, you know, I thought I think Sylvie, she, the character, I think she's great. You know, I think that having her bringing her to the Marvel universe was good. Uh, I just felt like they they could have they could have given you a bigger sense of completion and then moved on. Um, and like I, I, guess I saw Black Widow, and there was. Like they open it, I'm like, I'm digging this. And then yada, yada, yada. We get to the spoiler alert. You get to the, you know, the, the credit finale. I mean, the season, the credit, whatever we're calling that. And the post-credit sequence. And I'm like, it, it's sort of, it kind of, kind of like, I'm like, I don't, there's a thing that happened at other studios, why other studios made really bad superhero movies was because either you brought in nerds who didn't under, really understand storytelling, who made bad movies. They loved their characters, but they made bad movies. So they didn't. They couldn't tell a good story, you know. With, or you had people who were good storytellers but could give an f about superheroes or characters like this, or you know, or you get execs who just don't care. It's just a machine. Marvel felt more like that to me because, like, you get to the end of Black Widow and you have the scene, and then all of a sudden Veep shows up, and it's a joke. It's a ha-ha joke, and then we get a setup for the most boring Avenger TV series coming up, and you know, the premise is this premise. You're like, this is like a threes company premise, where it's a misunderstanding kind of thing, and it's just it's like, I don't, I don't know that they care the way they did before. The way the tone shifts to this, I don't know that they treat it, you know, it doesn't it feels like everything's a joke. It's like Stranger Things season three. You know, you're just like, nothing bad's going to happen to anybody you like. It's nothing, you know? And so there's no no stakes, no consequences. And so we're just going to play everything for a laugh and a cameo. Uh, is uh, is this too is this too broad of a question? But is is there any turning the ship around? I mean, they're only going to be making more Marvel shows and movies. I mean, the... Uh, I I agree that it has become more, uh, maybe a little soulless, maybe or maybe a little more just on rails. And does does that ever turn around with it being a a money making operation? Does that ever? Well, when the money isn't, you know, we're when when things don't. If things if if most people are happy, then it's fine. If most people are happy and they're making money, then it's fine. It doesn't matter what like we're we're like. Well, the man babies don't get their comic book movie you know it doesn't who cares about like you know me or you or us you know about this mm. but if uh, you know and we won't know for a while because of hard to know with like pandemic post pandemic and etc yeah because uh, we like, also but, we also don't know what that was supposed to be because that was supposed to come out before um that that specific scene was supposed to come out before captain and winter soldier right wasn't 
uh, Black Widow was was slated. Cap- to come Captain out. was supposed to be first. Oh, it was. It was supposed to be Captain, then Wanda, then Loki, and then Black Black Widow in the middle of all of that. Oh, I thought Black Widow was before. I I don't. Anyway, yeah, yeah. long story short, but, I yeah I I don't know what got changed. I, I I don't know what's what's different where where it was compared to the original thing. I I found that that credit sequence to just basically be like what I had figured out a, a, a confirmation of what I had figured out within the first 20 minutes of the movie of like, Oh, there's going to be a new, a blacker widow. And then, then look at her <laughs> hey, go. Like, and, and, and she I was think, great. She was, she's, she's, she's fun. Great. She's great awesome. in the movie. So I'm everybody, happy. Every, and that's, I'm happy. She's going to yeah. be doing it, but it's like, I feel like that was just there to be like, yup. Like, Get ready for her being the the new Black Widow. I I I everybody is talented. The writers, it's it's an incredible panel of you know, pool of talent. And I just I think it's something about where the machine has become. Where I don't know if certain people have checked out is sort of my thing. And like I, that's my thing. Like certain things are just I think are playing really well, great cases. But from a story or like like does this story will will the story earn the thing that's supposed to earn from a emotional point of view? And then. Uh, you know, Black Widow, which they had a huge Sunday drop, a colossal Sunday drop. And they're the theater owners are blaming, you know, Disney Plus and the availability, but you had Fast Nine had a similar availability. And and I only reason I went to see Black Widow, to be honest, was because I have the, the AMC movie pass. It's the only reason I went to see it. I had I had I like everybody in it, but I watched the trailers and I'm like, this looks like it looks like I used an AI to generate a action movie sequence trailer and that there was nothing that made me go. And, it, you know, it was just like, if I went something like, eh, like, meh. And yeah, then an hour I, later, yeah. we're not talking. I, I don't know how it would have felt about it if I had not gotten it for free. Cause Brett bought it and I have his <laughs> Disney plus login. Yeah. But like uh, I, yeah. And you got to watch it like a TV show too. Remember you got to watch it in your home, like I a did. TV show. Yeah. Which, and I think we even paused it in the middle of it to get our food. So <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, yeah, it, look, it's 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 a different experience, and 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 that certainly kind of plugs into it. Uh, I, I I think um, from what has been written, and I've heard anecdotally, uh, Marvel is very 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 confident of what they can do late into the production process. Sometimes mm-hmm. even in the edit room of of what they can what they can get out of stuff. Uh, and you know, Michael Waldron who wrote, uh, Loki and rewrote, uh, Dr. Strange is now working on Kevin Feige's star Wars movie, which you wonder exactly how much Feige is working across the hall with Disney's other gigantic mega billion dollar property that, uh, is not in the same financial position that Marvel is, or at least critically is, is, as had been but under more turmoil. So it's like if, if, if the machine is built to save things later and later and later in the process and the guy who has built that machine is maybe in the office a little less, you got to wonder if every once in a while some, some stuff hits the floor. Yeah, I, but also I'd say that like I, and I never thought I'd say this, I'm way more excited about the slate of DC movies than Marvel. Yeah, I mean, are they? So, so we're talking about the new Batman. We're talking about yeah, the new Batman, the Suicide Squad. The new, keeps growing on me. 
you know i like the like new i like fun. the new trailer uh more than i like yeah. the harley quinn centric one yeah and i like that looks like oh that looks like you know james gunn being his most james gunnist you know which i think could be fun uh yeah the batman looks interesting to me like i like shazam i'm looking forward to the, the oh, another yeah, the shazam, shazam movie yeah I, rock I'm like, just wrapped on like... black adam so yeah flash like, movie are, coming up aquaman sequel yeah like that with michael keaton you know doing this is this feels you yeah. know yeah. i mean i i i i don't know i i i think uh uh if anything uh i would agree with you on that point and i would i would say that that is a credit to dc um and you know for for marvel you know, God, they're spinning so many plates too. There's just so much. There's there, there's so much stuff that that they are doing, and everything is interconnected in a way that I think DC right now has a, a little bit more of a of you know that they're kind of telling these 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 own sort of like separate track things. Um, but I uh, I feel like the TV, the Marvel TV, into the film, it feels like it's a room run by writers and not storytellers a writer is give me two pages of this give me three pages of this and then like poof i'm a writer and i encounter that a lot in hollywood and stuff like this like oh they wrote a scene or this like okay build a structure build a really good structure yeah you know and and you know you're and i'm gonna you know build a good structure and don't use save the cat as your reference for you know for how to do a 90s movie you know and it's just it's like and i see that a lot like people i fill pages like yeah there's dialogue and stuff like nothing's earned there's not a big payoff there's not this because that meta level of structure is just hard. Absolutely. It's a hard. It's just, you've got to realize that's a thing. You can't just solve it by just writing, writing, writing more. Yeah. All right. So there we go. Loki, my pick. <laughs> uh, I've, I've got a pick. I'll, I'll only talk about it briefly because uh, it took a while to kind of get here, but uh, we, we are, are continuing our rewatch or our watch of Hannibal for its spoiler in time this week. And uh, we just hit, the halfway mark on season three and uh we're right about where the turn in the season happens it's not like a big surprise it's just like hey now we're going in this direction uh and it's a good uh interesting one um you know if if you haven't been keeping up with our discussions about about hannibal uh season three has been kind of difficult because it slows down a lot and it does a lot of backtracking and and relitigating of of uh events in the past um where uh now in the second half you really feel like oh if if someone had really wanted to they had just built all of the structure to do a Hannibal show for a really long time they 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 put all of the pieces just in the right place where if you wanted to uh if it was 2015 and Hannibal still had a chance you could figure out a way to put three or four more seasons on the end of this thing. Um, they obviously did not uh, it ended after its third season, but, uh, but I, but it's interesting. And I, I, I think I'm kind of back. I'm kind of back on Hannibal because it kind of focus a little more on, Oh, let's try and catch some, let's maybe let's catch. Can we catch some bad guys, please? Can we, uh, can we try to catch some bad guys, please? Uh, so we get a little bit of that in season three. So I'm, I'm back on the Hannibal train uh, and I'm watching that on Hulu now. Now it's on uh, Hulu in America. Andrew, you got to pick? i just going to punt because I talk so much about the other ones. So. <laughs> All right. It's been weird.
Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.